0: Hello, hello, and welcome everybody to today's episode of Everyday Perspectives. I am Erin Panzerella, the host of the show, and I am so grateful that you're listening today. Today is a Thursday release, so that means we are having a guest episode this week's episode is amazing it's with Tor Nyamo my new friend and connecting with Tor has been so amazing I absolutely love him and all of his content I will link every way that you can connect with Tor and see what he's doing on his Instagram and his website because it is so beautiful and our conversation was so expansive for me and we really just discuss all the things that I'm interested in so of course I was very very engaged and so excited for this conversation we speak about the importance of meditation past life experiences spirit guides working through limiting beliefs getting over the fear of failure honoring the shadow we dabble in some astrology crystal healing tarot i do my first ever live tarot reading for someone else so that was exciting so you guys get to hear that and Tor is just so amazing. His energy is so wonderful. The messages that he has on his social media and within this podcast episode are so helpful. And I really know that he is here as a light worker to really help others recognize their own light. And that's what we're all about here on Everyday Perspective. So don't wanna have this intro be too long because I just wanna get into this today's conversation, but a little bit about tor he is a crystal healer tarot reader and meditation teacher that help people harness the power of intuition meditation crystal healing and spirit to make better decisions create calm and improve their spiritual well-being you can just see his energy throughout the entire episode and it is so wonderful i am so excited to be connected with tor to continue connecting with him and let's get into today's episode Yay! I'm so excited to get started with this. Hi, Tor. It's so grateful to have you here today.
1: Hi, Erin. Yeah, it's great to be here too. Thank you so, for having me.
0: Oh yeah, um, everyone who is listening, I am joined by my guest, Tor Niamo, and I'm so like so excited for the conversation. As soon as I saw your Instagram, I was like, oh my god, I have to have him on the podcast.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So before we get started, we're just gonna. Close down the eyes and do a little breathing. And then I'm going to open up space. I do this for every episode. So if you're new here, this is what we do. (laughs) So if you want to close down your eyes tour, if anyone listening wants to close down the eyes. And just tune into the body. Tune into the breath. Just noticing... The way your body feels. If you're sitting in a chair, maybe straightening up a little bit, having those feet planted on the floor firmly, and just noticing. If any thoughts arise, that's perfect. You're a human living, and they have thoughts. Just noticing without judgment, breathing in, breathing out. If you want to join me and take some cleansing breaths for the day, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. We'll all do it together for one, and then I'm going to have you do it at your own pace for two more. So breathing in through the nose. And breathe out through the mouth. And then just two more at your own pace. If you breathe out, it could be an audible sigh, it can be a gentle sigh, whatever feels good. If you want to keep the eyes closed while I open up this space, I do this every episode because it just helps me connect to my guides, guides, spirits, guardians of the light. I ask you to come through with whatever messages want to come through today. I am so unbelievably grateful to have been connected with Tor. For this episode, I'm grateful to live in New York with a lot of hustle and bustle. (laughs) And I'm just grateful for your guidance. I hope that whatever messages come through, come through kindly, clearly, and in highest service of all who are listening. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your wisdom. I am grateful. Whenever it feels good, moving back into the body and opening the eyes back up into the room. Hi. Hey. So I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I definitely just love your vibe. I really haven't been connected with you that long on Instagram. But as soon as I saw you, I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I always like to open up the podcast episode with asking a question. Just don't overthink it. And it is, who are you?
1: Wow. Good. What a! It's a very simple. Like it's I suppose it's like a simple question, but not a simple question at all. Who are you? Thank you for um, thank you for asking, Erin. Who am I? So I'm Tor. Um, I suppose I see myself as a bit of a spiritual guide, um, crystal healer, tarot reader, and meditation teacher. Um, I've been doing this work, being a part of this work, since I would say since childhood. So my um, my grandmother is a clairvoyant medium, and she introduced me to um, she introduced me to meditation. And my spiritual guide at a very young age, um, during adolescence, drinking and chasing boys were obviously a lot more fun than uh, cultivating my heaven within. But when I turned between like 21, 22, um, I was at another crossroad in my life where I joined um, where I joined a psychic development group here in London. And I've been working with my spiritual teacher, Inez, since then. So I suppose in a nutshell, I would say really that I'm a spiritual worker or a spiritual pratic- practitioner. That's what I would say in the, in the broadest sense of the word. And I just know how much I've benefited from meditation, from connecting with my spiritual guides, from Learning, relearning, I suppose lessons from past lives and how that has brought forward strength and confidence in this life to endure quite a lot of challenge and strife from a very young age, which is also why my, which is also why my grandmother decided quite early on to teach me meditation because she thought that that would, yeah, help me to persevere and to thrive through challenge, which I really, really honestly think it did. So incredibly grateful to her. She's still around. I talked to her on the phone just a couple of weeks ago. She's, she's. Um, also very grateful that she's, uh, yeah, she's, she's still around.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I think that we choose our family. Like, I really believe that. So it's no coincidence that you had her as your guy, which is such a beautiful thing. And. I definitely like resonate because my mom, she's been a Reiki master for like 25 plus years. Um, She was meditating like before work and she was doing a lot of different things, but I also saw the very human side of her as well. So I saw the spiritual side and I saw the human side. And I also very much rejected um, the spiritual side in the beginning because I didn't learn it that young. Like I think I learned it like later on and anything my mom was into, I was like, that's weird. (laughs) You know, it wasn't something that I was taught in school. It wasn't something that other people were doing. None of my friends at all were like even knew what any of that was. So I was like, I felt like weird about Mm. it. Um, I felt kind of like in a spiritual closet in a lot of ways. And like, if my mom was into it, like I didn't want people to know that she was into it. Um, Mm. So I think it's really beautiful that you kind of embraced it or were able to have it at a younger age that it wasn't such a resistance to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's something, it's not necessarily something anyone else in my family really does. Like my sister had some, have like residual interest and they, and they believe, but it's mostly my, it's mostly my grandmother and also my aunt. And like yourself, like I never really had anyone else growing up. So it's not really something I put on display that I had these beliefs and wisdom and access throughout. Um, Obviously in pockets here and there, like you meet people people who are also interested, but it's actually not until recently, like the last few years where I've sort of been more, I like what you said about being in the spiritual closet. You know, it's not until recent years where I, properly came out of my spiritual closet as well like the second closet to come out of um so that was uh it's been quite liberating and yeah it feels good to it feels more authentic as opposed right because you don't have to hide any bits of yourself in any shape or form um yeah
0: yeah, I think that's such a beautiful point because that authenticity um i am definitely feeling that even for me like I started this podcast out more of like a self-improvement. I had like a little bit of spirituality in there, but it was really more like, because I've had all these tools over the years and I was sharing them for sure, but I wasn't really sharing the very spiritual aspects of me. And I was like kind of a little bit afraid, but I didn't really realize it. You know, like I would just choose what I shared and be like, oh, like people will probably resonate with this. And then if I was like, Doing like my car, my oracle cards or something, like I wouldn't really share those or like with tarot. Now I'm just like, here's my weekly tarot reading. And it wasn't even kind of like this active thought process of like, I'm going to start sharing that stuff now. It was Mm -hmm. like the only way to be authentic in sharing who I am now is by sharing all this stuff. And I kind of look back on it now and I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) Like I really did step into my own being and I'm now living in alignment where before that was very hard for me um so Mm. I'm wondering kind of with you what was your process like because like did you actively say like okay I'm gonna just be me or was it like kind of this natural progression
1: good question um I think there was a little bit of both um there was definitely some I think I had to (laughs) it's a really, really good question. I think I did have to do some work on myself as myself to yeah, to do the spiritual work like one hundred percent online everywhere. Because there was I somehow was caught up in the mindset of thinking, Oh, what would other people what will other people say? What will other people think? But in the end, you you get to decide where I sort of got to decide for myself. It's like who cares? Life is so incredibly short and you're going to realize that people put out the most outrageous things on Instagram and LinkedIn and internet. So I was saying to myself, nobody really cares and. I know that my message and my vision and mission can be incredibly helpful to a lot of people. So why hide that? Why not, why not share it out? And then actually in so many ways, the pandemic was a real turning point in me being more open about my, about my spirituality. I mean, I knew from a very young age, I always knew that I would go down a similar path to my grandmother. I didn't know if I would do it in exactly the same way, um, which I didn't think I was, nor am I yet, I suppose. In so many ways, though, I did think I was going to be a lot older. Um, But hey-ho, here we are, 20 years earlier than I anticipated that I would step into this space. Um, And I'm just incredibly grateful. But yeah, I think over the last nine months, I was working quite closely with um, a business coach where we yeah we where we where we work through those limiting beliefs that i've been having um and then just step out on that platform and and go for it you know i think it's supposed to be some i think was well, there some afraid of like a fear of failure in there perhaps but again you know i've sort i've sort of, i've integrated those beliefs now that who cares you know who cares just go for it
0: Completely. And like, I think a lot of people like I used to go to like the who cares as like a giving up, but now it's a very empowering who cares and like that surrender and that powerful surrender to the truth of who you are is the Mm -hmm. most beautiful thing. And I think that for me, I totally resonate like with the pandemic for sure. Um, this has been a time where I've really had nowhere else to hide. I've done so much shadow work. And I think collectively as a whole, the world is doing shadow work because there's like no distractions. Like people aren't going out. People are stuck inside, um, or like making themselves stuck inside in a lot of ways. Like I've been getting out in nature, the more I've ever done before, because that's like, my space to be free, but the pandemic really like brought everything from the shadow into the light. And I don't think that we can fully be ourselves until we honor that shadow part either. And we honor that this exists within us because we're having this human experience and, I was very much about the spiritual bypassing and the all like sharing like the love and light and doing all those things, which are beautiful. And like, I consider myself a light worker, like the collective group of souls that I channel are called the guardians of light. Um, And it's just like realizing that, that shadow is what number one is this human experience. Um, but it also is what has help me step into the light, step into my light. And it Mm. used to be this something I had in shame. And it used to be something that I had guilt over. Um, And I was really stuck in like beating myself up over everything. And then I was like, who cares?
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I was, it's interesting. So in almost all areas of my life, apart from my spiritual side, I was very unapologetically, is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah. Mm -hmm. unapologetically myself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know but there was that one little part of myself where I hadn't completely stepped out of the closet like when it comes to how I decide to live my lifestyle being gay you know do in all of those areas of my life do not care what someone else thinks but it was just that one little piece left um and then yeah over the last over the last year that door has been completely opened.
0: Such a beautiful thing. And I think that you living in alignment and you being true to who you are is the way that other people understand that they can be who they are. Um, That's really why I have this podcast. That's why I share what I share. It's like realizing that like we're all human and we all go through Mm. all of these things. And this spiritual aspect of myself has been the like door opening into living in more joy
1: Mm, feeling free
0: not feeling so bogged down by the human things when some of it is really hard like my dad passed away in May of 2019 and this is the second dad that's passed away in my life and the way that I've been able to heal and I know that grief is a forever journey but like the way that I've been able to just honor my feelings that are coming up and really not feel victimized by the situation is like such proof for me, of how much this work helps, how much being a spiritual being and realizing we're all spiritual beings, whether or not we realize it. Um, but like being on this active spiritual journey of connecting each day, of being open to receive divine messages, like this is what has changed my life. So like I can talk about all the tools that I've used and the self-improvement books and all the things, but the spirituality really is the big connecting piece Mm. because it's realizing that we're part of this huge divine whole. And Mm. that makes me feel not alone. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. also makes me feel like the things that happen, whether I don't, really subscribe to happening for a reason because dealing with grief and dealing with trauma, I think that a lot of the times when we're like younger, like you didn't deserve what happened. And I don't think it happened for a reason, but we sign up for certain lessons and whether or not like the way that they come up or the way that they come up. And I don't think those necessarily happen for a reason. They're really traumatic and things like that, but I came here to learn these lessons and the way that my life has unfolded is how I'm learning them. And by leaning into the spiritual part is how I am able to use them as lessons instead of things that buried me.
1: Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that piece about your dad passing away. I'm sure that must've been very difficult.
0: Yeah. Um, he was sick for a very long time. My first dad passed away 11 days before my fifth birthday and he had cancer. And then my second dad, six days before my birthday um, in 2019, and he had Parkinson's and dementia and, so, like, he was sick for a very long time, but I was there. I got to be there. They lived in Florida, and my mom called me, and he was, she was like, I think you have to come down. And literally, I got there, and within a day, we were by his side, and he passed away. It was like he waited for me, and I really, like, knew that. And, like, it was such a divine experience, but it was also very traumatic, like, being there and just, like, the, being overcome with emotions. But so, like, I, I definitely – Dealt with so many hard emotions from it. And like at first, I was like, oh, I have to be strong. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I don't. And it was like so much of dealing with grief,
1: mm. which
0: is such a tricky thing. And there's no right way to go about it. But I just know because I used to very much go into that victim mindset of like, why did this happen to me? And like really uproot my entire life over any small or that's not a small thing, but like at, over anything. My whole life would be uprooted. I had no foundation. I would literally be like, my life is over. And then I would use all the coping mechanisms, all the escapes, every single thing to escape the feelings that were coming up. And I just didn't do that this time Mm. because it wasn't in me anymore. Like Mm. I I had the tools. I had everything. I've been doing the practices. So having the tools when life was good and having and doing everything when I needed to really helped me in the moments where I didn't even know where to go. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't know where to go because I used these tools, you know? So it was just like showing for me, especially something as hard as grief that like this does work and you can't escape the emotions, which is part of the work, you know, like mm-hmm. recognizing the emotions as they come up, but it's just like allowing myself to feel whatever was coming up is the most important thing. So mm-hmm. it was just like realizing through this journey that, this stuff works. And I just want to share it with people because I know if I can do it, anyone else can do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, again, thank you so much for sharing. I think exactly, I suppose you said something which is really important there is that I'm making an assumption that a lot of people don't meditate and do the work when life is good. But the thing is, if you don't do that work when life is good, you're not necessarily prepared when life go a bit tits up, basically, you know, <laughs> Seriously? That's, that's, because you are by doing the work, you are preparing yourself for the times which are difficult. And I think a lot of people perhaps forget that that's what you're actually that's what you're actually doing. Right. You're preparing yourself to cope better with challenges as and if when they arrive.
0: Yeah. And like this human experience like is the contrast. Like I truly, I was on something yesterday and she was like, what does this human experience mean to you? And I said, contrast, like that was the first thing that came up because like we have the ups and the downs. And I Mm. used to very much beat myself up when I was feeling low. I was like, Oh my God, why are you feeling this way? You should feel this. You should feel that. And now just leaning into it. I'm like, Oh wait, I'm meant to feel this. I signed up to feel this. If Mm. I wasn't supposed to, I would have just been a soul in the soul (laughs) In the soul realm, and not here as a human.
1: Mm, mm. So, out of curiosity, when is your birthday?
0: May twenty sixth.
1: That makes you a Gemini, doesn't it? Yeah. Does it? Yes, it makes you Gemini, doesn't it? I'm a I'm a Leo myself.
0: Oh, beautiful. Um, so, Leo, that's so. I feel like it's so interesting because you were saying like the unapologetically you. That's such a Leo. <laughs> so. It is-
1: It is such a Leo thing to say, isn't it? It is. I, I totally, I totally agree with that. And what, so my, uh, my rising sign is Libra. No, that's not true. Yes. My ascendant is Libra Mm -hmm. and my moon is Aquarius, which I think is quite interesting thinking about contrast because obviously Leo is one side of the zodiac and the Aquarius is the complete opposite. Oh, it's so the hold,
0: direct opposite. Wow. It's the
1: direct opposite. that so hold both aspect at the same time. But wow. then you've got the Libra in the middle, which the, is. And
0: also the balancing. Yeah.
1: Which I wow. think is a beautiful, which I think is like a beautiful, yeah, mural, I suppose, in many ways.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm, so I am the Gemini, which is all the ups and downs. So I am very, my range, I've been told my whole life that I should go on medication. You know, like it's, right. and like I've been told, to fix the parts of me. And now I'm like, wait, no, that's not to be fixed. That's who I am. The spiritual work definitely brings me more into balance. So it helps me deal with the highs and the lows in like a way different way. But I also honor the highs and the lows, but I used to very much beat myself up for those low periods. And I'm like, wait, wait, I'm a Gemini. (laughs) It's very much, but I'm also, um, so my rising is an Aries and then my moon is Scorpio. So Scorpio is very like that deep emotion and like the mystery and the shadow. And it's like, I, my mom's a Scorpio and I didn't know anything about like moon or or rising signs at all. And I was like, oh, Scorpio (laughs) is like, my mom, she told me the story about the Scorpio and the toad and like, right. this, do you know it? <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I know it. I mean, the interesting bit in there is, is the Aries, isn't it? Because I'm sure there's like, there's plenty of fire within you, basically, I bet.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny because I, did, like I said, I never really knew about that. I just found out and I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, <laughs> and so many people tell me, I very much, I used to be called the Wandering Gemini on Instagram. That was my handle. So I definitely resonate with the Gemini, but a lo- everyone that I meet is like, you don't seem like a Gemini because mm-hmm. they also, when I was younger, I was very two-faced, very one, one person, one way, one person, the other way. So it definitely made sense, especially when I was younger, getting older, I definitely stepped out of it. And now I realized that it's really more about two perspectives in my opinion, um, or in seeing all sides of a situation instead of going to that two-faced, whatever, but else, so many people in me are like, you don't even seem like a Gemini. And I'm like, well, number one, you don't know me. <laughs> but number two, like, I definitely understand that. So then when I tie in the Aries and then the Scorpio, I was like, that completely makes sense. And then of course all the other all the other planets alignments as well. But yeah, it's mm. super interesting.
1: Yeah, I've got quite quite of i got quite a lot of Virgo in my in my chart. Which definitely yeah. comes comes forward as, like, sometimes Um, I think I can come across as quite a lot more critical than I intend to, basically. I, I did not get the perfectionism stream of Virgos, which I'm quite a bit upset about because I wish <laughs> I had more organizational, like...
0: I was going to ask, I'm, are you organized?
1: <laughs> but I'm like, I... Maybe I, maybe I'm more organized than I give myself credit for, but I think my boss at work would probably appreciate <laughs> if there was a tinge more eye for detail and organization. <laughs> like I can do it, but it's not my strongest side. But I think I get a bit of the, I mean, I, I, I call myself a willful optimist because that's just my nature. But I think I can come across as maybe perhaps a bit pedantic or, or like, critical like r- quite analytically critical sometimes and I think that's the Virgo basically who just goes <laughs> like Zip. that's not true you know that's <laughs> but, why. I mean
0: we need that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no we do definitely need that what's quite funny is my some uh my closest friend one of my closest friends she her birthday is on the same day same year as me we're just a couple of hours apart and and you can and her the difference is that she's a double Leo, so I, oh, she's wow. ascendant in Leo, ascendant in Leo, and what's quite funny is that we're such similar people, but there is that one difference, and you can just clearly see that one difference in our behavior. You know I'm much more like diplomatic and sort of balanced. well, she's like double Leo, so you can imagine
0: oh wow, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, is quite, which is quite fun to um con- fun to observe and reflect over yeah
0: yeah it's so cool i just know it's a tool i saw something yesterday and it was people who say they don't believe in astrology and it's like it's not a belief system it's a tool <laughs> and i just think it's so interesting because every single time i learn something more my best friend she is very much into astrology she does moon circles she's all in it she has all of our birth charts and always is looking up like what's going on in what day And every time she tells me more about it, we're just like, this is unbelievable of how much sense it makes. And it's the coolest thing ever. I feel that with so many different systems, like human design. Do you know human design?
1: I don't know it very well. I have heard about it, but I don't know it very well. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, what I think is that it's it's all just... It's all just different tools for divination, right? Different t- different tools for connecting. Some people connect with palm reading. Other people connect with tea leaf reading. Some people connect with tarot cards, oracle cards, astrology. It's all just different ways of um, different ways of connecting with the divine, right? With your with your with your spiritual guidance in so many ways.
0: Yeah, for sure. I wanted to definitely get into the tarot reading with you. What is your what has it been like for you? What is your process? Look, was it from your grandmother?
1: Yeah. Interesting that you said that. So I did inherit my deck of cards from my, from my grandmother. She gave them to me quite a lot of, quite a lot of years ago. So how do I use my tarot cards? Obviously many of you who will listen to this knows that all of the different cards have different meanings and so on and so forth. I I do, I have some, I have some understanding of what each card means, but I only, I like to use them intuitively You know, that's my I I only I often only use them to spark, spark a message because I believe in my connection to my guides and the messages that comes through into my mind. So it's more of a it's more of a visual aid than, oh, these cards means exactly that. So that's why it must mean this. I do it much more um, intuitively than that. I don't necessarily do any like elaborate spreads. I just pluck out some cards and see whatever comes from from that message. And that's it. So far, it seems to have worked really well. I know that people would do it in in different ways, but I, I primarily just like to use them as visual aids, close my eyes, see what comes forward with the messages, and then share that.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's the way that I've been using them. Um, at first, I was kind of... So I got... So I have the um, the Rider weight tarot deck, which is like there I don't know. It's like from 19-something. So I have that one and then I have a beautiful deck. It's called like the ethereal vision deck. And I just love the, like the artwork of it. It just really like called to me. So I have that. So sometimes I'll like match up the different decks to see like Mm. what one looks like compared to the other. And then also the ethereal vision deck does come with like a little booklet, which is really interesting because it gives you kind of just an idea. But I found that I was kind of getting lost in the booklet And like, lost in what it should mean. So, really, now I'm definitely leaning into that intuition more and leaning into like what feels aligned for me. So, I've been doing like a weekly tarot reading um, for like, I don't know, a few weeks now on my Instagram, just because it's practice for me. And just seeing what comes through within just looking at it for a minute is so beautiful. And I'm just like, Who's to say this is right or wrong? <laughs> you know?
1: Well, if you want, I, I I invite you to do me give me a quick reading, Erin. Right now? Right now.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> go on.
1: Go right. on. You can do it. <laughs> okay. That's be fine.
0: <laughs> I'm so nervous.
1: <laughs> there we go. I'm excited. Which deck are you using? Are you using the... Uh,
0: Okay, so this is what it looks like.
1: Very pretty.
0: Yeah, I just like felt real called to it.
1: Yeah, no, it's very, it's quite feminine, isn't it? It's quite sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? God, it looks very nice.
0: Yeah, I love it. And like, I'm really leaning in. It's, it's interesting you said feminine because I've operated so long out of like the masculine energy. Um, So I'm really like leaning into the divine feminine and really like working on, tuning into it as much as I can. So
1: well, I suppose you, you you do have Aries in you, which I suppose is a lot of masculine energy, isn't
0: (laughs) it? Yeah, for sure. Right. I'm going to close the eyes. All right. I pulled right side up. It's the five of wands. Really what this feels like to me is an energy of, not leaning into competition. So whatever anyone else is doing, it's really important to just focus on yourself, focus on your own creative energy, focus on what you're doing, what's in alignment for you and not getting so caught up in what other people are doing. We can see other people's processes and really get inspiration for them. And I think that's a really beautiful thing, but getting so lost in number one, like, the numbers behind something. So whether or not you're a success, whether or not you're doing this is really gonna just drag you down when what is so in alignment is you stepping into your light, stepping into your individuality and not getting so caught up in what anyone else is doing, not getting caught up in that competitive energy because we're all in a collective, we're in a co-creation. There's no competition. There's no lack of resources. And whenever you get caught up in feeling like, they have this, so I can't have it, or there's never enough. We just drag down our own energy and we drag our own light down. So it's really about stepping into your own individuality, not getting lost in that competition and just being who you are.
1: Very resonates tons.
0: Okay. Yay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it resonates, uh, resonates tons. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for putting the pressure on me.
1: Yeah, no, that resonates absolutely a lot, actually. So uh thank you. Yeah, it's very true that, isn't it, about competition? Because there's, I definitely historically have had a... I'm a Leo after all, so there's a bit of a competitive streak uh, yeah, within sure. me. And I most certainly had that growing up. So it's something I've had to um, work on quite a lot. Uh, and I think it sort of has... Resolved itself partially just to mature, to, through maturity and like through growing up. You know, my, um, have you ever done, uh, my sprigs, 16 personalities.com?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know mine.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I used to be, so I think three, four years ago, I was like, I was the commander was my archetype, basically, mm-hmm. which is like extroversion, thinking, judgment, intuition. Um, whilst now, um, I, I took the test not too long ago and I've, I've po- marginally, only marginally <laughs> <laughs> gone into INFJ, which is I because of my, I, I would imagine because of my, um, Aquarius, I have introversion as well as extroversion. So I'm leaning a tiny bit more into my introversion and also. So I'm become the advocate, which is INFJ. So instead of thinking, feeling, so trying to balance there. Cause again, I can definitely be very, I can be very thought and thinking predominant, which again, I think is also down to my Virgo.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but leaning more into the, leaning more into the feelings, basically for sure.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. I think it's also really interesting that you're bringing that up because like it does shift.
1: Yeah. It does shift. Definitely. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not like this one solid thing. It, it changes. It also is like context and situation based, right? Because sometimes you lean more into this thing or lean more into that thing. We're a multi. We're like a multifaceted human being. We're not just one thing all the time. Like it's situationally based.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like even there's been times where I'm like, I think I'm an introvert, and my boyfriend laughs at me because he's like, "There's no way in hell you are an introvert." And like, but I very much enjoy my alone time. I need my alone time to recharge. Like if I am so engulfed in someone else's energy, this has been really challenging because me and my boyfriend, we live in New York city. We have a one bedroom apartment. We have not been able to do much. So literally I move my, so like I'm recording right now in my bedroom. I moved my home office into the bedroom because we were sitting at the kitchen table side, like front to back for eight, nine, even a year, I think and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to go sit on a de- I ordered my own desk. I have my crystals. Like I have all the space and like, this is how I operate best. This is how I need to clear my energy to number one, be a clear conduit. And then also to like recharge. So like, mm-hmm. I definitely have that introverted, like need to be alone. And also, I was an only child growing up. So I had a lot of alone time. Love my alone time. It was when I was like my most creative. Um, but then I also talked to everyone, everything, strangers on the street. I call every restaurant. I was like, I'll call. And so he's like, there's no way in hell, but it's situational. And I think that I very much used to put myself into a box. So I was like, oh, I'm like this. So I have to be this way. And realizing that the human experience is a fluid experience and we're changing all the time. We're always evolving. We're always stepping into ourselves more if you're actively trying to do that. And that unfolds differently each day, like every day Mm. I wake up and I'm like, what do I need today? Sometimes Mm. it's, you know, to go be around a lot of people and sometimes, which is, impossible right now. <laughs> like I'm excited to get back to being with a lot of people, but I'm also being very mindful, like realizing that I also can't commit to what I used to commit to in the way that I did because I was burning yeah. myself out. I didn't have any recharge time. So it's really interesting because I think this has been like a beautiful gift throughout this hard time to like realize that.
1: Yeah, no, same here. I mean, uh lockdown has been easing a tiny bit here in England over the last month and this From this Monday, I could return back to the gym. I'm a bit of a Oh yeah. I am I'm I am a bit of a gym junkie. So I I I'm a I'm a I would probably call myself a CrossFitter. I am one of those who are uh, I am one of the I am probably one of the CrossFitters who drank the Kool-Aid and drank a bit more (laughs) of the Kool-Aid and absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, b- b- pre- lockdown, I tried to squeeze in as much as possible into a day, and it was it was kind of crazy. It was madness, and I am definitely not looking to go back to that intensity. Now, I suppose one of the th- I find that a lot of people I'm hearing is the phrase of going back to normal, and I think that's such an interesting phrase because was it really normal? What we were doing before lockdown, I don't think so.
0: Not even remotely.
1: Yeah. So I I haven't challenged anyone really on that phrase. So I just think to myself, oh, okay, well, if that's where you are good for you um but if it's a friend I would probably challenge them but you know if you're in a meeting at work or or in a public forum I try not to do that (laughs) probably my Libra isn't it it doesn't want to upset anyone um (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned um you mentioned spiritual guides
0: yes um so I have So earlier, so I've been on this active spiritual journey um, for like, I always say a different amount of years because I have no idea anymore, but we'll say the range seven to nine. So my mom bought me a numerology report and that kind of like really blew my mind open to like something outside being connected because I very much rejected like any sort of like divine connection, like. God really just completely rejected that. So my my mom got me this report. It really like planted a seed. And ever since that seed was planted, even though her doing the Reiki, her doing all the things, that was definitely seeds being planted. But like this report was like that opening portal. Like, wow, this is so accurate. Like, how can this be so accurate? (laughs) What Um, number were you? Um, I have so many, I think I'm a six. I just did a new, I should know this too, because I literally just did a numerology report. Like someone did a reading for me. We did um, a session swap and like, we literally just did it, but I can't even remember. But it was like, I don't even really use numerology anymore, which is so funny because it's like, that was my opening portal. But then I'm also a manifesting generator in human design, which is like a very multifaceted, like you're interested in one thing, like super interested, and then you move to something else like really quickly. (laughs) So like, that's me to a T. Um, Like, I just have so many different interests and like, sometimes I'm really dug into one and then I just kind of like move on. But then I also circle back. (laughs) It's like very, it's like, it's the way I operate best. And I was always criticized for it, like being a quitter or, but it's literally like, how my soul wants to express itself here. So I've just been like really not beating myself up for that and leaning into it more. Um, But I started to meditate like every day very actively. So I made it a point and I used to meditate like here and there or I meditate every day for a month and then I would stop and I was like, oh, I ruined the streak. And then I wouldn't come back for like six months. Um, So it was like this whole like, Up and down like but in the last year or actually I would say the last like three years I've been very active about it and I've been showing up every day if I miss a day or two I just get right back into it and really like showing up in whatever way I need to, but meditation is really the tool for me because it helps me recognize I'm not my thoughts. And that just leads me throughout the entire day. And it helps me not identify with like stresses that come up. So I've been really actively meditating. Um, like I said, for three years, but the last year has been like very much every day. So, I have been my best friend gifting me an Akashic record um, reading for my birthday last year. And I never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. And I went to it and I was like, this doesn't seem so out of like the realm for me. Like, it didn't really seem like something that was difficult. Like, cause I've spoken to my guides in like certain ways I've done guided meditations where you asked your spirit guides to come through. Um, so I like, Have done that before but not really like extensively like I was interested in it but then it kind of like went away and then the Akashic record reading was really interesting to me and my best friend said that she was like going into her own records and I was like oh like that's interesting so like I just looked up guided meditations to go into my own records and then I was out in nature and I kind of just Said out loud like I'm open to receive whatever messages want to come through and that just like came out of me and then all of a sudden I started speaking a bunch of different messages and that was the first time something like that had happened and it was just after meditating and I think after really connecting and really leaning into my own gifts was like this huge way for me to open this portal and Literally, my channeling portal opened the day before my Saturn return period started. Mm. So it was like literally the last day in January. My Saturn return period started like February until October. Um, so I was like, when is my Saturn return? I literally like had that thought and I looked it up and I looked it up on the day. And I was like, oh my god, (laughs) like of course this happened. So I started to open up the podcast. every podcast with saying like, I'm open to receive whatever messages. Like this is a kind of a new thing on the podcast. And I didn't even think about it. Like, oh, are people going to judge me? Like, I didn't even think about it. Like, is, is this not going to work for people? And then a few episodes later, I was like, I just realized that I kind of just like started doing this. Um, so if you're not into that, you're probably not even here anymore, (laughs) but, um, so the, and so it's a group of collective souls, um called the guardians of light and that's just how they presented themselves to me I had never heard of it before and that's really just like what they came through as and I looked it up and I kept finding like star wars references (laughs) like literally nothing related to this group and I was like okay so then I was talking to my friend and she asked me like what is the group called and I said the guardians of light and she was like I know someone who's a medium channeler and she she works with a bunch of different people and like like a a bunch of different souls in the celestial realms galactic and i was like she's like can i ask her and i was like sure so she asked her and we found out that that's the soul family that she works with and they're a group of collective ascended masters and i was like holy shit Mm. (laughs) um so that's just like the group it feels like a collective entity of just ascended masters that decided to come through me. I think that we all have like a different soul family. We all have different like guides that guide us. I also have a spirit guide named Craig, which is really funny because I was like, Craig, like, that's your name. (laughs) And I always connected. So my name is Erin. I'm adopted. Um, I just did like the 23 and me um, and also the ancestry. Like that's very recently. And like, Really not that much is Irish. Like there is some Irish in it, but it wasn't like that much. But I always connected to like that Irish. Um, and then I've been like keep getting like Celtic messages. Um, and then I found out that Craig means like rock, um, in like Celtic or something. Like it was just like this weird connection. And then literally like a few days ago, I had a Reiki session and she was like, I got this image of you being like in a past life in an Irish pub. And I was like, what? <laughs> so it's just like little confirmations like that. And like mm-hmm. little things that piece together help me recognize that the signs I'm actually getting are true. Um, and I think that if you're open to receive the signs, they will come to you in whichever way. And I used to kind of like judge like what was coming through, like that doesn't sound right or like whatever. But now as I offer more channeling sessions and more healing sessions, and I say whatever is coming up, the person's like, oh my God. Are you kidding? They're like, yesterday, this person was talking about this to me, or like, I was obsessed with Greek mythology my entire childhood and I know it why. And she, I said, like, I kept imagining a Greek goddess. And she was like, I literally always was obsessed with Greek mythology, like to a weird, weird state. I was like, well, that's your past life. I know, <laughs> like, and so it's just like, really, like, I get these confirmations, but only when I talk about it. Only mm. when I like am open to sending out whatever is coming through authentically through me is when I realize that whatever's coming through is true.
1: Mm. Mm. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, I'm curious because obviously a part of a part of the work that I do is to guide people back into their past lives so they can experience for themselves um, what that was and guiding people towards their spiritual guides and consciously and intentionally creating that intent. Uh, consciously and intentionally creating that connection through meditation. So yeah, very, it's very curious that isn't how that can, uh, how that can work and how that can come forward. So thank you so much for, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's brilliant to hear that your gifts are coming forward. So predominantly it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. It's been really cool. I'm also trying to not get so ego about (laughs) like, cause I really truly believe like the work that you're doing is showing that everyone has access to this. Mm. And I think that's such an important thing because I really leaned into like only a special few or like only people who have the gifts. But mm-hmm. I really am so passionate about telling everyone that you all like we all have.
1: Everyone. The gifts. Everyone has this everyone has these abilities. I mean, in so many ways, like true clairvoyance is probably a bit of a gift.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. But
1: but everyone has intuitive and psychic abilities and everyone can step into past lives and learn about who and what they were before and everyone can connect with their spiritual guides that is not a i say that spirit does not judge we do um so everyone has um everyone has access to it if they wanted to it's just just takes a bit of effort you know there's unfortunately there's no I suppose I was going to say there's no pill you can take but I'm sure you can pop a bit of (laughs) I'm sure you can pop a bit of LSD LSD or take some shrooms and and you'll get a similar experience but you know doing the meditation takes a bit more work than to just do some shrooms basically
0: yeah it's definitely more sustainable
1: (laughs) definitely more sustainable than the health benefits of practicing meditation probably outweighs the potentially negative effects of taking shrooms but yeah
0: yeah for sure and like i think that's a really important thing because i refer to this as doing the work yeah. um but also i like literally just spoke about this like it doesn't have to be hard work like this mm. is meant to cultivate joy like if you're doing all this work and is not cultivating joy in your life what would be the point so like mm. I'm able to experience so much more joy in my life now because of doing this work that makes mm. it worth it.
1: Mm. Yeah no I, I completely agree with you and I think the what am I trying to say I think the duration of the joy that's created by practicing meditation and connecting with our spiritual self is much longer than to go out partying and I'm not not saying don't go out partying. Don't get me wrong. I mean, probably not right now because of COVID, <laughs> but you know, when everything opens back up again, but I think the duration of the feeling of the sense of joy and contentment that the spiritual work leaves you with, um, is much longer. And I mean, sometimes I do think there's a bit of growth to get from discomfort, discomfort though, right? I think there is, I growing think there pains. is growing pains is a real thing. And I don't think anyone should shy away from doing the work, even though there's a bit of, there will be some growing pain, you know, at the moment I am, yeah, I'm doing a lot of work around how my upbringing and how my childhood is still in so many ways impacting who and what I am today. And and I suppose why I was ready to do that over the last couple of months is because I have that safe space within my meditation where that can surface it and I can heal it and process it. And it, I suppose in some ways it's less painful because of that, but still those feelings, they do come up and it's important to sit with them and acknowledge them and, and let my spirits help me heal them in my physical experience. Because I think that's an, I think that's a really interesting theme or thing about spiritual work, right? Is that, and maybe this is controversial for me to say, but you know, a lot of people see spiritual work as going to an ashram in India or visiting a shaman in South in South America, and I'm sure that's a part of it. But it's also about how are you being, how are you spiritual in the city? You know, living in London, living in London, living in New York, having a nine to five. How can this? How can your spiritual work, daily spiritual work, help you find meaning and purpose? like practically every day, you know? And that's what it's supposed to do. I'm sure having like going to, re- going to retreat and all of that, it's all well and good. But if, it only, if you don't continue the work when you come home, it's, it's just, you've just been on a holiday and that's it.
0: Yeah, a million percent. Like I think that a lot of the times, like I've gotten lost in it too, is like I really didn't blend my spiritual journey with my job. Mm. So I was feeling so overwhelmed by work all the time. And I was like, I need to quit. Like, I really was getting into that whole, like, thinking, like, I can't be here and fulfill my spiritual being. And now I realize blending the two has made me appreciate my job so much. This is funding my new business ventures. Like, I have no resistance to being in my job anymore, where I used to think I needed to jump up wherever you go, there you are. and blending it into my everyday life is what changed everything for me. And like me and my best friend, we did an episode on it that's called integration. You know, like that is like really what the integration is. It's like, you can go wherever retreat, like you're saying, like you can hop from one to one, but if you don't integrate it into your life, it's not going to help you. You're just going to spend a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's how I work with my clients. Mostly it's like most of them are, People who either are entrepreneurs or work in business or are CEOs, you know, and they, they're not going to quit their job and become spiritual healers or shamans or whatever. They want to make, they want to make their time here on earth more pleasant and better performance and show up in a better way at work and in their families and with their friends and, that's how I, that's how I help them do that through the meditation and through cultivating that inner strength and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a part of my mission is to how can you help other people show better up in the life that they've got already, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't want to leave out crystals because crystals are like my new love, (laughs) I have so many that I like literally am sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what this is. (laughs) I'm really just tuning into crystals. So I wanted to find out more about you and crystals.
1: (laughs) Sure, sure. So I work uh, with crystals in a very similar way to how I work with tarot cards in that I work with them very intuitively in terms of that, you know, uh, again, if you open up a crystal book, you will see in a similar way, if you open up a book about the tarots each and every crystal will have a meaning and do this and do that or do the other. But really at the end of the day, you know, it's about connecting with these babies um, intuitively and see what they can do for you and see if they are a vibrational match with who and what you are. Again, I think with crystals, it's something that you, if you are not, if you are like, but if you choose to be, connected um with your guidance and with your intuition you will be shown the way to the crystal that you need and that's how i how i work with people in terms of the programming that the crystals need um and also what crystals they need in this moment in time as you you know as you can see in my see in my humble little room there is oh God, there's, a, there's, a, there's a crystal or two basically um so yeah they are here to what are they here to do they're here to protect my energies to rejuvenate my energies and and to guide me towards what i need right that's what they are um that's what they're here to do they all have different personalities and help me in a wide wide range of different ways i often work with the colors of the crystals in so many ways like for example you know the citrine often correlates with my stomach chakra and mm-hmm. my solar plexus and the uh the amethyst I often use around obviously use around the head. Mm-hmm. The rose quartz I often use either around the base chakra or the heart chakra. So I often much more yeah, I much more work with the colours and the vibration that I feel with them and also how my how my spiritual guides guides me towards using them and working with them.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I think that's such an important thing because I've gotten lost for sure of like, this crystal means this and I should use it specifically for this. But now I like, I mean, I always am so drawn to blue, like blue crystals. Just my throat chakra is like my baby. (laughs) Like I always, my throat chakra, I had a really crazy experience during a Reiki session once where like, I felt like years and years and years of things that were stagnant within my throat chakra got released. And literally that is like one of the days I can pinpoint of when I stopped lying all the time and stopped feeling afraid of speaking my truth. Um, I mean, of course I still feel that way at times and I still see it and I'm a human. I'll be on this journey forever, but the throat chakra is something that I'm so like passionate about because I know that it's like the way that we show up is a lot through the throat chakra. So like, I'm, yeah. always, I'm always drawn to blue. I'm wearing blue pants right now, <laughs> like, but I really like, I always work with the colors of the crystals. Like that's what feels right for me. Yeah. Um, when I got lost in like what it means. I mean, I do like looking them up because I think it's interesting. And I think that it's like a really cool thing at times. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. And sometimes I'll like look them up and I'm like, oh my God, like I was just working with someone who was going through this and this is exactly what it is. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I think it's really cool in that way, but I definitely resonate with uh, the colors and how they feel. Like you said, the energy of them. I think that they all have their own energy for sure.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's exactly, that's, I think that is what people will often Fine, I think is that you know when you're choosing your first crystal and you set out your intention and you ask your guys for help and then you go and find one and you're like you you articulate the intention of why you need a crystal in this moment in time I bet very often you will find that if you look up the meaning it will be exactly what you need in this moment in time and that's obviously not a that's obviously not a coincidence right I don't, believe
0: in, I don't believe in coincidences <laughs>
1: I do not believe in much, um, in much coincidences either, but I love crystals. And I think, I think over time, I think that crystals will become much more commonplace and the ways in which that that can work with our aura and with our chakras. And, you know, it's often, you know, it's really often about the way that we think and the way that we feel, right? And how that influences our behavior. And I think that crystals can help to realign those energies in our chakras in our auras which are impacting the way that we feel and the way that we think and help us potentially break some really bad habits which we've had for a really long time or release energies which has been stuck which again dictates the way that we feel and the way that we think um and that helps us to flourish and thrive more as human beings
0: yeah for sure (sighs) So I'm just going to end with one more, que- or actually two more questions. Um, number one is what tool or modality or practice do you recommend everyone do?
1: Meditation. Full it's stop. like <laughs> full stop. It, any, I think, I'm sure some people will disagree with this, is that I think all spiritual work begins and ends with meditation because we have to calm our physical mind we have to strengthen our psychic mind and really the only way that we can do that on our own i suppose in so many ways is to practice meditation and you know i have a free meditation on my website so if you want to go and check that out feel free
0: yeah so in two questions from now i'm gonna ask how we find you (laughs) um and one more is is there any book that you recommend For anyone, um, you can choose one, you can choose none, you can choose five. (laughs) Any book that resonated with you that really helped you.
1: So it's quite a loaded question. Yeah. (laughs) Because in terms of spiritual work, my spiritual teacher, Ines, always said to me, Tor, don't read any books. Just meditate. Just follow the meditation, trust the meditation, and the answers that you need will come. However, on a physical, psychological, personal sort of development, I've read this really good book, which is called Better Boundaries, which is about setting boundaries, which I didn't necessarily um, grow up with. And it's something that I had to teach myself quite painfully. Um, so I think actually in, in terms of physical psychological self-development I think Better Boundaries um was definitely a book which which really really helped me maybe actually on a spiritual sense which I thought was quite beautiful it's like The Alchemist
0: oh my god that's my favorite book of all time
1: and I think the message which and again I think that resonates with the message that my spiritual teacher Aynes gave to me because he says I can't I mean I'm paraphrasing and you can correct me it's like the the wisdom or the truth of the universe can be seen in a grain of sand there's something like that right and what i often find in this spiritual space is that there's a, there's often a lot of fluff and a lot of ceremony and tradition and ritual which is all well and good and is beautiful but it can all be reduced to that you can find the truth of the universe in a grain of sand And the the simplicity and the beauty of that, I think, is incredible because that it means it becomes very accessible. And I think, again, that's something which I'm very much for, is to make spirituality, spiritual development, psychic development accessible to people who don't understand or don't resonate with the big ceremonies and rituals, because you can find the truth of the universe in a grain of sand.
0: Yes, like... A thousand percent. The Alchemist is my favorite Mm -hmm. book of all time. I want to write a book like The Alchemist because I just think what you said is so perfect. Like, it's all simple. Mm. And it's a story about a shepherd following the ways of the universe in the everyday moments. And it's just like my favorite book of all time, Like it really mm, is. I scribble. bought it for my, I bought it for my boyfriend and he still has not read it. I bought it for him like two years ago. And I'm like, it's so simple. It's like the simplest book. It will take you no time. I've read it like within like a few hours. Like I, re- I reread it all the time. Like it's my favorite book. Um, so yeah. Like, it's so good. I'm so excited that you just brought it up to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Good recommendation. Definitely follow that one guys. <laughs> um. And then where can we find you? How can we work with you? Give us all the stuff.
1: Sure. Um so on Instagram you can find me at torniamo. Um on the internet on websites you can find me on torniamo.com. Um I do I do distance spiritual guidance, like one-to-one spiritual guidance which I would say is like life coaching but with a spiritual edge. I also do distance crystal healing um distance tarot reading. I also run a intuition development circle Um, at the moment that's currently running and I will be starting a new cohort probably around August, July, August, because I've got one running right now, um, which will come to end in around June. So the next one will probably start around August because it's amazing to be able to come together as a circle to, yeah, to calm our physical mind, to strengthen our psychic mind, and do that in a circle together. I think that's a really beautiful thing to be able to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I will link every way to connect with you in the show notes as well.
1: Great. Thank you so much. Well, this has been such a pleasure, Erin. I really enjoyed it.
0: I me too. I'm like so happy to have you here. I'm so happy that we connected and thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you again. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much.
0: How amazing is Torah? I am just so, so unbelievably grateful that we connected. I know that this conversation was super enlightening for me, and I hope that it resonated with you. If you feel called, I would love if you share it with a friend, share it with someone who would resonate with the messages because they are so important and so, so helpful. And if you resonate with everyday perspectives, I would love for you to leave a five-star rating and review. It helps me grow and it helps me connect to more people. So thank you so, so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.